What's up, guys? This is the Scandal After Buzz TV After Show for episode 21. That's my girl. It's the season finale. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right, guys. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for Scandal, for Scandal Season 5. Um, your Fab Four is here, as always, starting with me, Emil Innes Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey, Gladiators. I'm Sophia Stanley. Hi, I'm Eric. Uh, I'm Bam Erickson. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and break it down. What do we think about the episode? I, I, um... I personally like the music. I'm just waiting for it to. Okay. Uh, I like this episode. <laughs> it was uh, it was great for different reasons. For me, um, I felt it was a great season finale. Could be series finale. There was a lot of great wrap ups, specifically for Fitz and Olivia, which is really all that really matters. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. It wasn't your typical. Um, who shot John? Forgot to kill him. It was, <laughs> it was, it was very peaceful. It picked up for me towards the end. I, I, I got into it towards the end, especially seeing, and we'll talk about it, the election tickets and how things played out and how the pieces were moved and how Papa Pope ended up playing everybody. So, you know, it to me it picked up towards the end. What about you, Sophia? I was trying to catch um, to see what the fans were saying. Um, I don't know. Scandal finale. Unimpressed. Um, I can't wait for you guys to break it down. Um, I would actually have to echo uh, Bam's sentiments. Um, uh, But I also kind of want to go a different angle with it. There was an ease to this episode that I liked. I felt like there was no... There was none of that normal build up and there was not that normal suspense which I liked because I think that what they were dealing with was kind of very dramatic you know what I mean picking VPs and you know your first official uh, convention and you're you know what I mean now you're you're the actual candidates for your party so I liked the fact that this episode didn't feel rushed and there was a juxtaposition against the actual real world things that were going on versus the energy of the actual episode so I think that that's probably why we all feel kind of calm because I think that they deliberately kept us in that calm space, which I like, because sometimes they do the exact opposite, which has a tendency to irritate me. I would agree with that. Um, so let's go ahead and start breaking it down. Um, so in this episode, like Sophia said, they were picking VPs. That was the the meat of the episode until the very end. So um, at the beginning, the episode starts with Jake talking to Vanessa's father. And they're having a conversation. Vanessa's father is, I'll call him Mr. Moss. <laughs> Vanessa's father. I'm going to say I'm calling Mr. Moss and call him Vanessa's father again. <laughs> Mr. Moss. Uh, Mr. Moss, I'm saying he was the son he thought he never wanted. And then all of a sudden he starts choking. And immediately we know that Jake is the guy who did this. And instead of like showing any type of sympathy, you know, he's just sitting there. I'm sorry I had to do this. Uh, you know, your, your daughter's about to come out with a big fortune. We need that inheritance to fund the campaign. And his father's on the ground. Why aren't you doing anything? And he's dead. What'd you guys think about the opening scene? What what was what's I forget what's Cyrus's dead husband's what is his name? Uh oh, James. Mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. yes. That's the same way he killed James. Remember, James got shot and he he lent, he kneeled down. And he said, "It's a, like let go." But he at least held his hand. Oh, did he hold James? Do you know what I mean? Like even though that they had a relationship, even though that was was, connection, (laughs) even though that was when he held James's hand, that was eerie from a different perspective. 
this to me seemed beyond cold mm -hmm. because it's also too again like dude what's up with the narration no really he why are you gonna tell there. me yeah. you could have literally allowed me to think that i was having a heart attack right held my hand pretended to call the the ambulance like picked up the phone whatever because on some levels dude I don't there's a there's a there's a certain point in life where I kind of don't care what happened to you. We all in the exact moment we're in, we have choices that we make, mm -hmm. right? So regardless of whether or not you are going to make the choice to kill this man, you also have a choice of how he is going to go into the next life. So the fact that you choose to let him going into the next life knowing that even though he thought that you were the son, he thought he didn't even know he wanted that his daughter, his only daughter is married to the devil? That means you are consciously choosing to send him on to the next level in that level of pain, let alone that he's having a heart attack. That's on you, dude. I don't give a fuck who abused you, whether or not it was your real dad, whether or not it was Rowan, whether or not you upset that Olivia don't love you. That's on you in that moment, which is actually worse than actually killing him. Wasn't that the same? Isn't that the true nature of B613, though? Because Huck, when Huck tortures people and he does things, he tells them what he's going to do. Now I'm going to take your finger off. I'm going to I'm gonna rip your tooth out. They tell people what's going to happen. So right. And that's why they call Huck a monster. But, <laughs> right. but, but isn't it? But it's funny, though, because we think about it. We used to, and by we, I'm going to say me and Emil, used to get a lot of shit for saying that Jake was a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Just because now we see the backstory and we maybe had a moment where we're like, oh, we feel sorry for him doesn't negate that he's a monster. And I think it needs to be said again and again, mm -hmm. Jake is a monster. That he's not a normal human being walking up, you know what I mean? Who's like, oh, poor head daddy issues. No, you a, you a monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wasn't surprised, though. That scene, him uh, not like coming to, like being the fake deep and fake into it, like, oh, I'm so sorry and blah, blah, blah. I wasn't surprised because they all shitty in regards to when it comes to somebody living and dying. They don't care. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I was like, oh, he's shitty. Like, they're agree, all shitty. Agree, Canelia, but I now see your perspective where it is pretty effed up. Yeah, but he's pretty <clears throat> effed up, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, and can we just for a split second? A half a billion dollars? Yeah. No. Yeah. A half, like, literally, yeah. Jake done come, like, yeah. I knew that this was orchestrated, but you married a girl who is going to inherit a half a billion dollars? And you know what I just thought about? I'm, th this is going to jump away for it. Yeah. When he was talking to Olivia about being normal and getting a house and things like that, he does know he's married. <laughs> like, that just clicked in my mind. But no, in his mind now, he thinks he can just divorce her. After you kill her dad, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. but it show. But again, it shows. It shows how naive he is. I mean, and and pull me back, Emil, if this is not where you want to go. I think the good aspect of this show, though, is even like I said, there was kind of on some levels a lack of drama. I still do have questions because when we now realize that that Rowan has always and will always be the maestro, mm -hmm. then it makes me think. Was Jake also playing Olivia? It, like, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. can, can we be that naive? Like, is this MFR this naive to basically be like, oh, I pass by this house every day on my way? Do you know what I mean? Like, really, dude? At least Fitz has a has a gorgeous house in Vermont. Yeah. That makes more sense. But yeah. you think we're going to actually... That basic ass house. But not even the basic house. You think we're going to stay in the DMV? You think we're going to stay in the, in, the, in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area and I'm not going to be the Olivia Pope? No, the only thing about it, the only way I could actually give up my life is that I would have to remove myself from any environment which would remind me, a la either Vermont or an island. 
You couldn't move what five minutes down the and road then why would and they think stay, I'm not gonna be. Not only stay down the road, so Papa Pope still lives in that I city. Mean, you know, there's this. Uh, anyway, so we're so gonna, that because leads like, me to believe it's like either you're that naive or there's still you're still being orchestrated. Like there's still you're still to devious. Me, it's, it's as simple as. He walked and Olivia walked out of that house to the point where she said, damn, when they strolled out, they probably never thought that they would be able to do that in life. Yeah. So to him, it's like, shit, we can live down the street. <laughs> I walked out the front door yeah. and didn't yeah. die. Okay. So yeah. he's like, yeah. yeah. Right. He's yeah. like, again, let's yeah. go down the street. Yeah. Uh, that would yeah. be familiar. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back to that. No, did you uh, see her shoulder shrug? Yeah, sure. Do, do it again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're looking. Each candidate's looking for their their running mate, and so on uh, the Republican side, Melly is searching, or should I say, OPA is searching mm-hmm. for a running mate. Mm-hmm. And you know, in these episodes, even when I don't love everything in the episode, I tend to love uh, when OPA does their little like hunt. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, they were searching for the BP, and they came across the governor who was so upfront with them, saying, mm-hmm. "You know, I sold coke. I even went to Columbia. Like mm-hmm. that was just funny to me." Yeah. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I I love that honesty. I think that's the reason why he went with them because Liv's always like, you have to tell me everything. Mm-hmm. He told them everything. <laughs> so, um, And he's like, there's only one person who knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking on the one person who knows, mm-hmm. this whole thing of going to, if anybody remembers his name before I do, they went to... They were going to send him to like Albuquerque, right? Albuquerque, whatever his name was. You guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, they went to him. They said, here's your, your new passport, your whatever. We're going to set you up there. I don't know why I found that so stupid, stupid, yeah. m- messy, problematic, mm-hmm. especially since I think one reason besides this being stupid, one reason was because Quinn was a product of that mm-hmm. same type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. I just didn't like it. Well, not not, not only that, but you're on, you're going to send him just to <laughs> Albuquerque. Exactly. Like, yep. Kill him. I hate to say oh, it, but snap. you but he's. That man seems so removed. Like, I would actually trust him and believe that he was not going to say a word. Like, he didn't get... That was 35 years ago. There are some people that you may wonder they may come out. I just didn't get that vibe from that man. Like, he just didn't seem like he was a threat to me at all. See, this this is where my problem with it is, is that... It's almost like in telling him why he's leaving, yeah. you've now actually um, you've hit a that you've ignited the pilot light, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So that's the first part. The second part is Albuquerque. Exactly. Like, couldn't you at least tell me I'm going to Cancun or Jamaica or Paris? Like, you don't gotta say, give me something that like a re- like he's like I don't want to leave. Like, he yeah. literally seems like he likes his life of wherever he worked at the bank. Let alone that that also doesn't seem far enough, mm-hmm. right? So even if it's like think about it, if they had done something different, like oh yeah, you wanna. All expense trip to somewhere, and then like someone offered him a job. I don't know. Like to me, they should have been a little bit more. Is the word duplicitous? Like the fact that they were so upfront with him, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. And you're sending him to Albuquerque, and now he knows why he's in Albuquerque. And it wasn't enticing. It exactly, wasn't, but it wasn't strong enough on a fear level. No, boy, get out of here. I don't like if somebody yeah. walked up to me and said, "I'm calling the police." I'm literally the police. On yeah. in the shoe boot. I yeah. would be like, "I ain't going nowhere with you, girl. Beat it." Yeah. And I will go back to work. <laughs> like they didn't have no yeah. goons. You know what I mean? Like it was just those two. Like yeah. you're gonna leave. You're gonna go to New Mexico. Yeah, they were no. playing on the fact that we know that they're deadly, but at the end of the day, he doesn't know he them doesn't from Adam, yeah, and they look know. like some normal random dudes from IT. No, really, they look like people from IT. Yeah. Like, I agree completely with everything guys said. I was making sure everybody was on the same page. Can I just say something about yeah. OPA? 
I thought it was cute when you know how there's that always that shot when the OPA is looking at the glass window mm-hmm. and Melly was right there with them. That was cute. Oh, like as if she's part yeah, of the team. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Good catch. All right, so um, let's talk about Edison. So Edison came to Liv's office to deliver the news about Jake. And after he did not get the response he felt that Olivia should have given him, he went into Edison mode. And we all know what Edison mode is. Actually, I'm not going to call it Edison mode. It's going to be put in pop mode. Mm -hmm. Um, And I immediately started screaming at the screen saying that he doesn't have the right to stand there and give any type of response. Like, all he was asked of is to tell, deliver this message to Olivia. We did not say coerce Olivia to do anything. Just deliver the message <laughs> mm-hmm. and walk your ass out. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why he's always... I do understand because it's Edison, but that bothered me. Does anybody have any comments on Edison? No. So what who cares? Okay. Um, so then Edison delivered the news. Um, Eli went to uh, Frankie Vargas's office. And when he was there, Cyrus walks in and sees him, and they do the whole thing like it's his first introduction. And then they have their their confrontation, where uh, Papa Pope basically tells Cyrus that he knows about Harrisburg. He knows it was all orchestrated, great theater, and now Cyrus is scared. When Cyrus goes to Liv's apartment later in the episode, I don't know why I laugh so hard, <laughs> but when Liv said. I can't help you if you don't give me the info. I think immediately I said, you can't help him anyway. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did, you did, you did. You really did. <laughs> like, I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it's just, it's interesting seeing their dynamic and seeing uh, <clears throat> how worked up she gets still with anything that Papa Pope's involved in. For me, in that, actually before he even got to Olivia's house, I was thinking, but this is all your fault. Think about it. He went to Olivia, right? So when, 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 um, I don't know what the, imp- what, the, what the reason was, but remember when he went to go talk to Olivia on the bench and was like, Frankie's the real deal, he's the mm-hmm, real deal. Mm-hmm. That's what made her then go talk to Edison, which is what made Edison um, literally give his Donald Trump speech, which allowed him not to come off the ticket, which then allowed Jake not to be his running mate, but then had to have Jake be Vargas's running mate. Yep. So if you would actually never come to live and literally let all the pieces fall as they may, you wouldn't have been involved in this. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. And you want to know why? Because you're always trying to orchestrate things. If, in fact, he really is the real deal, the minute you did Harrisburg, that's your one. Yeah. That's your one. You should literally get on your knees and pray that that never comes out, but you should never then try to orchestrate anything else. You need to run this ship as clean as it can be run. And if it means that Rowan's going to come for you or Rowan might win because Rowan's Rowan, you need to have faith that Frankie really is the one and somehow good will conquer over evil. It will not. But that's what you should do. What did you guys think when uh, we were watching the show? <laughs> Cyrus is when he when he was telling Frankie about uh, Jake Ballard, and he said, "Should we make Jake Ballard the VP?" And Cyrus goes in this whole speech and tirade, and then I turned to well, Sophia and go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I turned to Sophia. I was like, "Is this a fantasy?" And then five seconds later, it was a fantasy. And then I said, "That's what I don't like about the show." Yeah, that was bad writing. I'm sorry, Shonda. Completely. And you know what I think it is also, too? And I think this is why we kind of are, let me rephrase this, why I go back and forth with this show. I understand if you are only, if you started watching this show from season five, it makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. But if you have been watching this show since season one, it does not. 
Because if you've been watching for season one, it doesn't make sense some of the things that they're doing because it's way too predictable. And that's the problem. So if you are an OG gladiator, you're like, this isn't the same show. But if you've been watching since season five, I understand why you still ride for this show. But it's insulting to us as viewers to be able to anticipate every single move. Yeah. It's no longer, it's not fun TV watching. That's not why we watch TV. You watch TV to escape. Even if it, even if the storyline is realistic, you still want to escape into it. You don't want to anticipate every move and be right. Oh, sorry. What? I mean to, sorry, I just realized. You know, when I heard myself, sorry, that was mean. No, I, I, I want to co-sign and say something else, okay. but it, it would be nasty. Okay, oh. yeah, good. Thank you. Oh no, Emil's like go there because it'll make me feel better because then I won't be out here by myself. Well, um, scandal is averaging <clears throat> about five million viewers, oh, and so. Yeah. Five million viewers are the are is what the numbers were when the first season started. So in the beginning what? of this in the beginning of, of season five, they were at about twelve. And then once we had that long yeah, <laughs> break, the numbers eventually swindled down. So these faithful five, six million viewers are the same people that were day one. So don't insult our intelligence. Just ride just just give us just do it. Just do it. Well said, Bam. Well said. <clears throat> it's the second week in a row I ain't got no tea to sip. I was thinking the same thing. Got nothing. <laughs> nothing. No tea, no lemonade. Listen. All right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> to the song here in my heart. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, but we still love all y'all. But we do love all of you guys. And if you're watching on um, live stream right now, thank you so much for tuning in to the Scandal Season Finale. Um after buzz and <laughs> go ahead and click that thumbs up button and if you're listening to us on iTunes uh, like comment subscribe we really appreciate it um, and also tell us about happy hour Sophia oh my goodness on happy hour it was it was our season one finale we taped episode 52 happy hour a shot of conversation you're probably wondering what is happy hour what is it well, happy hour is where you, BYOB, but the tea is on us. Hey. And so we talk about everything. We talk about tea, social commentary, political analysis. It's what you talk about at happy mm-hmm. hour, but with us and with you. So again, check it out. Happy hour, a shot of conversation on iTunes or follow us at happy hour underscore TV. Season two officially starts next week. Hey, no wait for that. Um, okay, so <clears throat> speaking of tea, what we were talking about on happy hour, Lizzie Bear... Walks oh. her ass back into David's this, office. Sorry, can I say that? This B, this, this, like, I, like literally every bad word that I could have. Like, I, I hate her. Like, she stole my man. No, literally, that's how much I hate her. No, I hate like, she, like she. That's she's deep. The no, but it, it's deep. That's but a, she's the worst. Yeah. She is the worst. She's like the worst. when she Wait. comes on the screen, I'm literally, I'm taking off my earrings. I'm taking off. I am literally gonna rewind when I get to that. The worst. You gotta make it a gift. She did this necro though. I can't. Oh my god. Because, like the president said, I'm secure in my blackness. Oh my goodness, that was classic. No, but Sophia's right. She is the absolute worst. She's the worst. She was in the office telling him, you know, you'll be stupid not to take the VP position, and then she solidifies it with a kiss. That she turned into a makeout session. But he didn't even want it. He said, I didn't want it. She said, I don't want it either. But it's what we have to do. So go back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Get out. That's supposed to be enticing? Right. Like, really, no, dude? I don't, I don't want, want this, it. I don't want it either. So why yes. you want me? Right. <laughs> like, I can't. I will say, I missed Susan this episode. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually missed Susan. I was having Susan. the same, same. I, I, go ahead. I'm, last week I was really bummed that she's not a part of the, um, of the political campaign. Like the ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, sorry girl because ne- who they have is good so I'm sorry oh, bye she had a good she had a good she had a good yeah. story arc right yeah. bye girl do you think yeah. that she's gone gone mm. or will she be one of those characters like Tom that pops back in well she has to if it's if they come back and he's still in the White House winding down she's still technically a part of true, the house true. or technically if in fact they won't be a season 6 because this was a great way to close the show then she's gone <laughs> everybody's gone in that case bye I want to do a public apology <laughs> because I've been working beside my work wife over here Cornelia for years and I know sometimes when I talk I spit I know I be spitting all you over y'all I, I, be saying, I didn't uh, feel it I don't know if you feel it or not but I be spitting on your arm all the time I just have to point that out I apologize oh, that's why I be catching all them colds <laughs> every time <laughs> I can't I can't so I just have to let it out so um God. Let's talk about the writing. I mean, the show. Um, I, mean, I, didn't spit, I didn't feel no spit. Okay. <laughs> Abby and Fitz. How did Fitz find Olivia's medical records? Because he knows he. But I had to yell. I'm so yeah. sorry. First, they were in the drawer. The last place we saw them, they were in the drawer. And if even if they were in an envelope or a folder, file folder, what kind of person except a Snoop and Cheryl will go into your office, pick up the folder, and read it. Who does that? Somebody, that's something that Cyrus would do. That was very unfits like and I think that was a terrible way to a- allow him to figure out yes. the big secret. They like, should, they should they have kept it. Ha- I wanted to, yeah, yeah some they talk about like They should have kept it. Just yeah. like, yeah. like well, yeah. Yeah. It's not true! And walked out, it out. No, and I was yelling at the screen. I was like, Fitz doesn't even know where Abby's office is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just not realistic. So, because just like you said, and I need to like beat a dead horse. So it just happened to be on the desk, or it was in the drawer. So we happened to go through all of her papers and ended up getting to that one. Why was he there to begin with? Why was he snooping? Like none of it makes sense. Absolutely none of it makes sense. Let alone he doesn't know where her office is. And the way he was standing there, he was standing in there like he probably in that office for like ten minutes, just 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 going through all kind of things. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. However. Fast forward, the scene that actually with Olivia, I thought was brilliant. I the scene, mm-hmm. the scene when Olivia comes with the with the red. Oh, yeah. I thought that scene mm-hmm. was same thing. There was a there was a um, they were like reserved in this episode, even though there were pockets of the episode where exactly I think that the writing was off and so forth and so on. There were moments where this show isn't normally so. I guess the word would be subdued. Mm-hmm. It was so subdued. And the subtle nuances of what he was saying and how he was communicating. And I think that he was, you know, if, if, if literally, let's say, um, like a child, a child has, let's say, been abused and like you're interacting with, with a child that you literally have to come physically come down to their level to make sure that they know that you're not a threat. That's to me what he did with his entire presence as well as his voice. He was being very deliberate to not be aggressive with Olivia because on some levels it could have gone the other way. Mm -hmm. And I think that he recognized that 
at minimum, he took it upon himself that 99.9, if not 100% of her not telling him was on him. And he needed to make sure that she was 100% aware of that, whether or not she was aware of that in that moment or 10 years from now when she relives this moment and realizes what he was communicating to her. And to me, at least in that moment in the Oval, my respect for him as a man went up exponentially. And again, I know that possibly people are going to tear it apart. But again, in that moment, to me, what they have gone through, what she has gone through, what he just found out about, and the way that he handled it, to me, speaks volumes about him as a man. I agree. I ha- I was ready to... Um to tear down this relationship, um, I was ready to just be Team Fitz and be uh, uh, Team No Live just for the the situation. But the way, listen, if he can forgive her, then I'm done. I mean, if he's at, if he's at peace, then hey, I'm back to Team Olitz. But then that that speaks to the to the actual situation of going through something like an abortion. It ain't his job to forgive her. Well, for you know what I mean. Like, and, and if you really stand in the idea of a woman having her right to choose and what she wants to do with her body, it don't matter if he forgives her. You know what I mean? Like, technically, that it ain't his and, and place see, to. I get forgive. that, but I get that, and I'm just gonna say this, and her I don't want to. I don't want to go back and forth, but I get right. I get it. Fitz is not a guy she met at the club. Um, he's not. Um, um, he's not a no good man. Like in my mind. I felt that Olivia was wrong not to tell him that she was pregnant. He's not a one night stand. He's like, he's a good dude and they were in a relationship. So I felt that he owed her that. But if, hey, I'm not going to argue. If they have peace with it, I'm at peace with it. And I'll never say anything else about it. I think what I loved about that scene was Fitz just finally manned up and listened to somebody because it was, a, it was a perfect pairing to remember this scene is a result of the scene that he had mm-hmm. with Melly mm-hmm. and the dynamic between that scene the interaction he had with Melly and the interaction he had with Olivia we in a way finally saw growth from Fitz mm-hmm. and so that's why we were all most of us <laughs> we're sitting there in awe. Look okay, just to put in perspective, so Sophia and I were sitting on the sofa, and then Bam and Cornelia were sitting in chairs in front of us. So Sophia and I were in awe, and I enjoyed the scene. Mm-hmm. And Cornelia, I was tapping her. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah he apologized. Cornelia threw so much shade my way off. Let me show you what I did. Oh, no. <laughs> as soon as she walked in, and he was like, have a seat. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> she really And did. then the really music, bling, bling, bling. I was like, oh my god, come on! But you, after you saw the end of it, though, you were like, no, I understand the okay. scene and I and I appreciate the scene. Y'all know I'm just over that couple. I know, I know, I know. Well, Get okay. out the oval and go back to work. <laughs> well, did it seem like great closure as far as that is con- as for for you, Cornelia? Did that seem like That's it was a good, a good closure? That's a good question. I don't think it was. I know once we saw Olivia in her feelings when she got back to the office when she started talking to Huck. I think it was clo- good closure for him potentially, but for her, I think it reopened up that wound. Well, but I think it had to. I think it had to because to me, the fact that when she goes, "What made you change to speak?" and he said, "Because she asked me," it's that at the end of the day, I think there's a lot, and we've always talked about this on the show that there's a certain aspect where, if anything, this really this this show I think is from from Shonda Rhimes, and I don't I don't know why I always forget um, her first name, but Beers. Fantastic. Thank you. Is almost like a 
like a love story or a Shakespearean narrative of the lives of women. And oftentimes, women sacrifice a lot because they sacrifice. No one's asking them to do so. And arguably, they complain about how people in their lives act, but they never ask, ask them to act otherwise. So on some levels, Olivia never stopped and said, I don't like this. You're treating me this way. I really want power. Like this kind of clandestine, you wanting power but not kind of saying to him, yeah, I think I deserve to be in the White House. I deserve to be whatever. Maybe if you had had that conversation at the beginning, instead of manipulating the situation, we then wouldn't have had the situation where what happened had to happen and then you never told him. <clears throat> it maybe could have gone a different way because at the end of the day, if you theoretically are in control and you are in charge, then simply ask for what you want. And if people don't adhere to that, then you know, but you actually can't resent them for it if you never ask them to do something otherwise because they don't actually know they're doing anything wrong. Speaking of not knowing they don't, they're not, no, speaking of not knowing they're doing anything wrong, it goes back uh, with me to when Melly called him out because he said, and if it wasn't for the Constitution, they would elect me again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she called him out on yeah. that because... It goes back to, like you're saying, if you don't know you're doing anything wrong, you just yeah. don't know. And so all this time, he didn't know. He doesn't know. Even though yeah. you can call him a jerk and call him mm-hmm. an ass, whatever you mm-hmm. want, if he doesn't know that what he's doing is wrong, he just doesn't know. Yeah. Um, so when they're having that moment on the sofa, they're talking, I think what I love so much, because you've had all these years where he's listened to Olivia for her advice. Anything mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. benefits him. He's always listened to Olivia when it benefits him. He's always uh, had experiences with her, whether it be sexually, together, whatever it is, it always somehow benefits him. It's never what is this going to do for Olivia? Mm-hmm. If you truly look at it, it's never what is it going to do for Olivia. What I loved about his final line to her, and that's why I agree with Bam, where this would be a good closure, good final, whatever, is he said, I support your choice, Liv, not that you need me to. Exactly. I love yep. that because, one, on the surface, even if Liv had no clue that he, because we don't know if he knows that he knows about the abortion, mm-hmm. I mean, if she had no clue, on the surface, I support your choice for Jake Ballard's nominee. On mm-hmm. the deeper level, I support your choice, the abortion. And in general, in life, I support your choice yes. of leaving me. Mm-hmm. I support your choice in a, yeah. wanting power. I support you. Mm-hmm. Like I just love that yeah. final line. And, and just to kind of go, go one step further, even though you don't need me to. So it's recognizing that you don't need me to validate anything, but just in case for some reason you you think you need it. I'm letting you know, and in the grand scheme of co- the cosmos, you don't need it. But just in case for some reason you still are holding on to that you want me to be happy for you or whatever it is that you think that you need forgiveness from me, I'm telling you that you don't need it, but I give it to you anyways. It was a great scene. Yeah. It just was a great scene. Yeah. But then... We had uh, the saving moment, is what I'll call it, when she decides to save Jake. Mm-hmm. And Huck made a great point. Mm-hmm. He said, you can't take to take command. Um, and she said, well, what am I supposed to do? He said, walk in the front door. And he said, get gangster. <laughs> um, but her strategy... Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, before we go to that, I kind of loved how real Jake was in the garage when he was saying what is your plan like she kept trying to say I will I I want what is your plan like what is your plan she had no plan fast forward go ahead see 
I'm, I'm conflicted. I agree because sometimes it's like, yo, in real life situations, like y'all could get murked at any minute. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're like, you need to hurry up with a plan. People could be watching you. The fact that she's like, oh, this is the only place that I could go that, that my father wouldn't know. Are, are, are you kidding me? They're Just following me all the time. Just say what you need to say. However, I think that it is imperative. I need to know that, that you are on board and that yeah. you trust me. Because if in any way you don't and this goes the wrong way, like, how do I know my dad won't kill me? True. Or kill you and then that's on me. So either way, I need to make sure that you're really on board with this and not just that you weren't playing with me or was it wasn't some feeble attempt that you really like that on some levels we're going to walk in the, off on the sun together. I mean, the next scene realizes that's not going to happen. But in that moment, that's where I thought she was going with it. That it's like, I'm willing to do this if we really are going to do this together. But if it's not really us together, then I can't take that risk. Even though she then basically peed on that two yeah. seconds later. But... When she walked into the house, she walked into the house, um, basically said that in four hours, it's going to be all over the press, that Jake Ballard is going to be Melly's running mate, and Rowan laughs, and then they have this whole (laughs) ordeal um, where she says, come with me. She tells Jake to get up. Mm -hmm. When they're doing all this, she has all this confidence. Rowan pulls a gun out. He says, if right, but no one else does, right? Right, right. Yeah. the OG though. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Old dads, yeah. yeah. And who didn't tell him to sit his narrow ass down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told Jack that. That was okay. funny. That was who funny. really know? Like who? Who? Come out, come out. Can we have a moment? Yeah. Who do we think really is writing his line? Wait, have y'all seen? He was just on um the Daily Show with Trevor him? Noah. Okay, I didn't he, see. he he literally did his character, but mm-hmm. two ter- it was hilarious. It was okay. I think, I'll send it to you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think. I'm gonna say Shonda Rhimes. Okay, she wrote. She probably wrote that. The okay. narrow ass. Because in general, though, like this is this is the thing is, and I think funny thing is actually, I think we talked about this on Happy Hour, where I think that what is happening now in America, specifically as it pertains to a lot of things, <clears throat> is when certain people or certain cultures have an inside voice and an outside voice, right? And there are certain things that we talk amongst ourselves, but we don't necessarily talk publicly. What Scandal is doing with Rowan's narrative is Rowan is that inside voice. Rowan is that voice where we're like, yo, did did they just say that? Mm -hmm. Because we've had those conversations, but we normally have those insular, not in public. But he is bringing a certain light to it, as well as the fact that it is a juxtaposition against the entitlement that he always says other people have. He's not entitled. He's actually powerful. Which, in, in essence, is... Laughing at their actual sense of power. Does that make sense mm-hmm. in a weird way? Okay, cool. <laughs> I hate to go old school, but not only is it with Scandal, but it's with Black issues with Empire. It's it's like we're reverting back to the seventies where you had all those black shows who were doing the same thing, oh. and I think it's I think it's great for um for twenty sixteen. That's an excellent analogy. Yeah. Cool. Um, so she grabs his hand and says, "Come with me." Um, and they walk out. And when she gets that, well, first of all, Papa Pope's reaction, he's such a great actor. Beyond. Like, the way yeah. that his his whole jaw was, like, mm-hmm. that was amazing. And it? also, too, like, Jake, get up. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. And I know that people are probably like, oh, my God, Sophie's so cold. I understand he's been abused. I understand that it's Stockholm Syndrome. I understand all of that. But, dude, you sent a message to me. Yeah, make a choice. So, no. when I know, but also not make a choice. You already made a choice. The minute you whispered into Edison's ear 
That was your choice. So when I come to get you, you better pop up, dude. Yeah, but he had a gun on his head. Come on. No, now. but before that, but no, he was when but, she oh, said yeah, get up. When she said get up, he she literally had to tell him to get up like a couple times, and then she had to move over to him and actually take his hand, and then he got up. If you, we would have had all that time for the gun. To, but, but listen, if you can put guns to other people's head and you can yeah. kill and do all what you do, if somebody put a gun to your head, especially when you've been trained with B uh, B six whatever it is, six thirteen. Um, I would even imagine if you can tell whether when you have a gun to your head if it's even loaded or not. Yeah, trust you know me, it's, it's loaded. loaded. It's loaded. But no, let's think, let's really let's yeah. think about it. I hear what y'all saying, and then not to I, I'm I, I'm assuming I have to be the only one defending Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even expected Olivia to bust through the front door because she didn't know she had to bust through the front door. Okay. So you got somebody busting through the front door, okay, knowing enough. he's strapped, knowing that this is about to go down, and she's like, "Get up!" You're like, "What the fuck is going on? What?" You really going to sit there and process it because you have Olivia Pope going in there and saying, I can walk you out and nothing's going to happen to you. She didn't have nobody with her. Nobody but with her. She didn't have no guns. No purse. Okay. No, no gun in the purse. You are 100% correct. But again, are we forgetting who Jake is? Like, literally, on some levels, it's like, yo, dude, so you ain't strapped? Like, you know what I'm like so, so meaning we we really are supposed to believe that this man who literally just let this man die in front of him and basically told him he's basically about to steal all of his motherfucking money is literally so afraid of a man that literally when she walks in, he don't got no plan? Rapists he's, are afraid. People who get raped are afraid of their rapists. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. If this point. man, if, if Rowan is the person that we think he is and that we say he is, who wouldn't be afraid of him? Okay. Who would be I afraid of him? This. And we talk about, you know, how cold Jake is. Who created him? Yeah. Ugh. Like if the devil created you, you could be you could be the devil's devil's son. Yeah. But he, you still just like we talk about uh, our parents. Yeah, it's true. I was thinking the same <laughs> like, thing because I'm a grown up. I can run as fast as I can, but no. Yeah, no. if my mom texts me right now and was like, "Yo, why are you cursing so yeah. much?" I'd be like, yeah. "Oh my I god, mom, never cursed I'm again. So I'm so sorry. I'm so but sorry." But I still curse tomorrow. Though. But I would really apologize. And they're and miles away. Yeah, thousands. Yeah. So no, true. great point, Cornelia. And my mom is an angel. <laughs> I mean, just for the sake of context. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So they walk yeah. out. They literally walked into the sun together, and Olivia said, "Damn, <laughs> that was probably my favorite moment." That was though. Um, okay, so but so real though, right? It was real because we were all thinking, "There's no way she's like." Yeah. And I was all like, "Run!" Like I'm like, they just like walking. I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, no, duck run, something." Run. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap oh this God. up. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Cyrus, Cyrus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cyrus. He was talking to Tom. Tom gave him an update. He found Michael. He's in Virginia. He's renting a house or an apartment. He still has Ella. He's uh, paying for tutors. Like, doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Cyrus can't let him be happy. Tom comes back and they talk about murdering him. Mm -hmm. Murdering Michael. Mm -hmm. He can make him look like... And whether or not he's going to suffer or not. Like, you an evil bitch. And then then he talks about Ella coming back and who's going to take care of her. I'm like, why don't you just let them be? Mm-hmm. He does not care about that child. No, don't care about. Yeah, it. not only let him be, like let him be and send him an extra check. Yes, I just don't like. But then, as we and I'm just I'm just wrapping this yeah. up. As we mm-hmm. fast forward, all of a sudden Tom is in the hallway, all excited. I, I can't be with them. you anymore. Yeah, no, no. I'm, wait, you found no, him? no. Remember, because Tom goes, oh, I can do it here. I can make it look mm-hmm. very whatever. Uh, oh yes, worse. I didn't even catch that. Oh, yeah, oh my them. god, that makes there sense. He sense. literally is so giddy. He's like, oh, this is our coming out party. Mm-mm, boo-boo. I can't be with you anymore. 
<laughs> I'm getting back together with Michael. Like, really? What we have is over. <laughs> Just like that. Because I'm a savage. I can't. And we were all like, wait, what, 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 what? And then our brains slowly started clicking. Mm-hmm. They slowly started clicking. Mm-hmm. And then we see that Cyrus is now on the ticket to be with Frankie, which is perfect. Which is very perfect. It's perfect. perfect. It's perfect. I, we don't need to go into the reasons why. Yeah. It's perfect. perfect. It's literally perfect. Uh, but I do wonder um, if Tom... I, yes. He didn't tie I, up loose ends. Of yeah, course not. I, and also, he crushed him. Yeah. 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 I am glad that Tom came, he went from a secret service to the storyline. <laughs> like, I mean, just no, look cause, at, Yeah, because he really is an amazing actor. Yeah. I just, yeah. The way that he's come up in this show, I'm really happy for him. But for some reason, there's something about that storyline that just I did not like. But I do oh. like, yeah, there's just something. I, it's funny, and I really liked it because I especially, and I think it was Camille, you brought it up either last episode or two episodes ago, that every time they're in the bedroom, Cyrus is so honest and so real. Yeah. So for Cyrus to be so honest and so real and then to drop him, Yo, the Cyrus way he dropped like, him. Bye. Yo, Cyrus is cold. <laughs> like, to say Cyrus is cold is an understatement. Cyrus is like, well, bye. Yeah. To fix his little tie, grabbed yeah. Ella and mm-hmm. walked out. Yeah, Ella's so cute. Beyond. She is mm-hmm. so cute. But, but yeah, he didn't tie up his yeah. ends. No. But I am happy for Cyrus just because you remember the conversation that he had with James when they were naked mm-hmm. and how he couldn't. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy for him. But He's finally getting yeah. what he wants. Mm-hmm. So he won't win. Mm-hmm. Wait, know. what? He won't win. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think, you know, honestly, I don't think we're going to get that far. Yeah, I agree. I totally I don't agree. Think they, I don't think they'll get that far, but if you really, yeah. if we really had the time and the space to really debate these two ticket, these two tickets, <laughs> yo, they stellar. He, he yeah. probably would win and because Jesse, Cyrus Jesse, is a Republican yeah. and he lives yeah. a liberal life, so he uh, yeah. got both things yeah. on lock. But he's like this- a conservative. He's a conservative <laughs> liberal, so he gets everything. So it's like at the end of the day, you still pull in the liberal vote, but then you're gonna pull the conservative Republican. So so any of the moderates mm-hmm. and the and they're gonna pull any sexist Republicans that would actually prefer to vote for an all-male ticket mm-hmm. than over a woman. I and get, that's what's effed up. Mm-hmm. I get that, but you cannot count out Olivia Pope and the fact you cannot count out Reverend Ike. But but this is this is the thing though is that oh, the funny thing is but, well. but but Reverend Ike owns all of them yeah and that's what's tricky Reverend Ike owns both tickets regardless who gets in it's a win win for him. oh so then he, he may give it to them just because uh, Jake the funny thing is Jake when I say something is it doesn't, he it doesn't matter he doesn't have to puppet anymore no. yeah. He literally wins either way. That's, that's why, he's why he's, that's why he's mm. sitting back and he's enjoying this. And he's like, "That's my girl," because he literally everything is perfectly in play now. And even if Cyrus uh, and Frankie do win, Olivia would still somehow get herself yeah. into the like. It's it's a win win yeah. all the way, <laughs> all the way. Um, so yeah, that was dirty. Final thing we'll talk about, and if I miss anything besides what we're about to talk about, we can go online um, and talk about it. Um, when Olivia finally had a sit down with Jake when he was getting ready mm-hmm. and she turned into command essentially and mm-hmm. she said yeah. you know no you're getting out on that stage yeah, and she told him die. yeah because after we briefly talked about it earlier where he started going on this rant about uh, his house that he's picked out and, all this, and he, she literally said things that Rowan said a couple episodes right. ago when we had the flashbacks uh, mm-hmm. with how we saw how Jake mm-hmm. came up yeah. mediocrity uh, being yeah. normal all those different yeah. things and we know not only because of the live we see now but just who raised her and how she was raised she can't do normal mm-hmm. she can't do normal 
Also, too, though, and this is gonna, and I and I need to choose my words carefully. Did that sound enticing to anyone here at this table? And I wasn't no. raised by command. Do you, do you know what I'm gonna say? Like, it's almost like on some levels, <laughs> on some levels, it's kind of like the the naivete, and I and I need to use this for the for the sake of this example. The naivete of these men <clears throat> gets on my effing nerves. Like, you can walk away from this because you've always had it. And you've always had it not necessarily by your own doing. You had it because it wasn't necessarily a level playing field. So if you didn't necessarily work for something, it's easy to go, okay, I've had it, cool, I'm going to give it back. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. So you somehow think that me living in a random-ass house and popping out your three random-ass kids? <laughs> no, but I mean, that's what I he can't. said, though. But he, did he say I that and have ordinary kids? He didn't say brilliant kids. He didn't say, because, again, not to not to do this again, Not it was it, to juxtapose it against at least Fitz. At least what Fitz was offering her was at least something a little bit more grand. Well, and was, a little bit less their background. ordinary. From my money and right, but that at least makes sense to me. At Jay least someone pop out if I'm not living it. Right. So you want to really live in the trailer? And I don't mean no disrespect no to the trailer, to but the that's trailer. basically what he's saying to me. And popping out like, excuse me? Well, she didn't grow up like that. Like she And that's my point. That way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but no part of that seemed enticing. So even for him to say it, it's literally like, oh, yeah, I'm way too good for you, boo-boo. Because if you really, if you at that moment just realized that I never wanted power then you don't really get it because that's why I left the island. Like, does he forget that I already left the island? If you really think I left the island because Harrison died, Harrison was already dead. Is he? Oh. oh <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. All right, guys. That's yes. a wrap for uh, Scandal Season 5. Let's go ahead and go into... Wait, did anybody have a prediction? Nope. Want... nope. Okay. No. Um. <laughs> I don't have a prediction, but I will forget to say this, being that we're not potentially won't come back until January. But the conversation that Melly and Fitz had when she was saying how he didn't earn it and so forth, um, I, thought, I thought the conversation was great and she said what she had to say. But Melly... For you to say that he didn't earn it, you have to remember, sweetie, you were a part of the top, the team five who cheated to get a man. So I was, well, I was with her for just a second, but it, it was like at some point, okay, Melly, shut up, because Fitz went all the way until the second term before he even realized the big who. So just sh- shut up, Melly, and that's what I will forget to tweet between now and January if we come back. <laughs> now in January. All right, guys. Um, where? Oh, 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 yes. We have to do Cornelius Cole piece of the week. Oh, they do. Oh, hey! Well, Cole piece of the week for the finale of season five of Scandal first goes to you all for sticking with us this entire season. Thank you so much for tuning in our after show, tweeting us, hitting us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, giving your thoughts or predictions, telling you, telling us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, everything, just being down for us. So we want to thank you and give you the honor of having Cold Piece of the Week, second Cold Piece of the Week. Man, I'm just going to give it to Papa Pope. He's Hall of Fame Cold Piece. So the fact that everything played out and worked in his favor, he wasn't even upset anymore. He had his nice <laughs> red wine, was sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. He probably ate dinner because they always eating at that <laughs> damn house. And he, you know, got what he wanted. Cold Piece at of the Week goes to Emil's abs again. Oh, and no, MG, yeah. no. Emil yeah. has oh, rib abs on oh his ribs. God. Go to Emil's Hold Instagram uh, page see. and look at his uh, picture. Cold Piece that goes to him. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and let us know who you think should be Cold Piece and Cold Piece at of the Week. 
I can't. All right, guys. Look at that picture. I'm tired. I can't. At Emil Ennis Jr. Sophia. <laughs> I mean, the real is that serious? All right, guys. Let us know um, where we can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson and also uh, this coming Tuesday, May 17th, I have a film that is coming out that I produce. It's called All About the Money on Amazon, May 17th. For more information, you guys can go to our website at www.allaboutthemoneymovie.com or you can follow us on social media at AATM Film. That All About the Money, Amazon, May 17th. That's available for both rent and for uh, purchase. And if you're still a little parched, make sure to check out our podcast, Happy Hour, A Shot of Conversation, at Happy Hour underscore TV. Happy Hour, A Shot of Conversation, available on iTunes. And you can contact me at Sophia Stanley, Twitter and Facebook, at the Sophia Stanley on Instagram. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Canelia. You can add me on Snapchat. I'm just going to look at your videos. I'm not going to post <laughs> at Canelia1. And I'll be at Flappers Comedy Club on May 24th. Hit me up on social media to get ticket, ticket info. And you can find me at Emilinus Jr. and at Emilinus Jr. 31 on Snapchat, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to season five of Scandal. We really appreciate you guys we watching you. and listening. Um, and we'll see you soon. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.